We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. This is Metroscope, an Intercom Portland public affairs program. I'm Preston Highfield. Joining us this time on Metroscope is Laura Adams. She's a safety and education analyst at driversed.com. That is the number one online driving school and a personal finance expert, consumer advocate, and award-winning author of multiple books, including Money Girl's Smart Moves to Grow Rich. She's hosted the popular Money Girl podcast since 2008. The show's been downloaded by more than 50 million loyal fans. Laura's received an MBA from the University of Florida, and she lives in beautiful Austin, Texas with her husband. You can find her work at lauraadams.com to learn more, and you can also follow her on Twitter, at Laura Adams, L-A-U-R-A Adams. Laura, welcome. Thank you for having me. I was telling you earlier, Austin, Texas, it's a beautiful place. I'm jealous that you you live out there, but uh, thanks for joining us all the way here in Portland. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, Austin's a, a wonderful town. I'm happy to be here. I haven't been here that long, but um, it's there's just always so much to do. Oh, yeah. I've been out there a couple times in the last year or so visiting some friends, and it's uh, it's been a fun time every time I've been out there. But let's get started here. Um, yeah, maybe just tell us what an online driving school is. That's an interesting phrase. Almost sounds like an oxymoron, but I've been on the, on the website, driversed.com, and certainly a, an extremely informative website. Uh, just tell us a little bit about an online driving school, and specifically driversed.com. Yes, as you mentioned, driversed.com is the number one online driving school. And so what that means is we offer courses for a variety of different types of drivers. So whether you are young and you're looking to get your permit for the first time and you're trying to pass that course, we offer a course for uh, for teens to prepare them or, or any new driver, even if you're an older driver who's getting started for the first time. Those practice permit tests are very important. A lot of people don't realize that 70% of people actually fail them the first time. So getting prepared just means that you're going to save a lot of time, uh, you know, and, and expense from having to take it again. Um, but we also offer courses for folks who are older. Maybe you're somebody who got a ticket and you're trying to mitigate those points that are on your license. Those points are a red flag to the insurance company that you are now a riskier driver. So if you can remove those points by getting online education, then auto insurance rates lower. So this is going to vary from state to state, you know, depending on how many points you're assessed for which types of moving violations. But um, it's a really smart idea for older drivers who have gotten tickets. And then if you are somebody who, let's say, is just wanting to increase your skills, you know, maybe you're new to a state, you know, and you're trying to, you've moved, like when I moved to Texas, uh, I needed to prepare for a totally different landscape of driving. So getting prepared online was key for me to be able to easily pass that test and move on. Um, And a lot of people also don't realize that if you pass an education course as an older driver, you're eligible for discounts. So those discounts can be very significant, like, you know, 10, 20%, depending on where you live and the insurance company that you use. So it can actually pay for itself. And then on top of that, we also offer in-car lessons. So the traditional type of driving that you think about, that's offered in many states as well. 
Okay. This is Laura Adams of driversed.com. She's a safety and education analyst for the website, and it is a super helpful website if you go on there. Driversed.com has all sorts of tabs on you know driving school, driving tips, driving news, um, traffic school, in-car driving lessons. There's definitely a bunch of different kind of t- uh, tips that you can check out. And there were five topics, if you will, that I thought would be fun for us to hit on. Winter-ready driving, uh, which is certainly huge in the Portland market right now. Teen safety, how to get to school safely on time. Uh, drinking and driving around the holidays and in general. We're kind of at the tail end of the holiday season, but still there. And then generally speaking, uh, and then distracted driving, which, you know, topics include smartphones, alcohol, social media, texting, uh, etc. Maybe we can just start with the winter ready for driving. Um, I'll read a stat here. Each year, 24% of weather related vehicle crashes occur on snowy, slushy, or icy pavement, and 15% happen during snowfall or sleet. And I know certainly in the Portland area and the greater Portland area in the state of Oregon in general, uh, we're not super familiar when it comes to driving in winter conditions. When we travel to the mountain, we are uh, in Mount Hood and other mountains in the area. But just in general, if there were to be a light snowfall in Portland, for example, maybe it wouldn't be uh, super easy for everyone in Portland to automatically be, you know, good to go for the roads. Um, I know I have snow tires on my Jeep, but I I think I might be a little bit of an outlier for uh, that category. But just tell us a little bit more about kind of safety. Safety tips for uh, winter-ready driving. Many people don't realize that the cold weather is really tough on your vehicle, and it changes your vehicle, and it changes the way it operates. So if you are somebody who does not know anything about cars, which is a lot of us, you know, we just kind of know, we we turn the key and, and and it goes. If you're one of those people, you really just need to take it to a mechanic, you need to take it to a service station and have it, quote, winterized, kind of like you winterize your home ahead of cold weather to make sure that your pipes don't freeze and things don't uh, break uh, when you're, you're not aware of it, your car's the same way. Now, if you're somebody that is more of a DIY kind of person and, you know, you're interested in doing some of your own maintenance, you, you probably already know a lot of these tips, but the battery is key. Cold weather really can make your battery slow down. So this is something that you don't want to get caught in a situation where your battery is dead or it's low and you're having difficulty starting the car. So check that. Um, you can make sure that your battery has ample power, or if it's really low, you know, you might just want to go ahead and get a new battery ahead of the winter. Um, so just checking that and, and making sure that you remember that. You know, ask a mechanic to run a battery load test to see if you need to replace it. And even if you don't, you know, uh, the mechanic can at least put you at ease and say, yeah, you know, you've still got a, a really good amount of, of power in this battery. You'll be good for a certain amount of time, and that will give you some confidence, especially if you're going on a road trip. Um, my husband and I just came back from Big Bend National Park over the holiday, and we drove like 1,400 miles round trip. Um, and so we did a lot of preparation ahead of that, even though the weather there wasn't very, very cold. Uh, we wanted to make sure the battery was going to last and, and some of the other, you know, basic functions of the car were in good shape. The Oil. You know, that's another one that you want to think about if you're going on a long trip or even just ahead of the winter season. Um, your engine obviously needs proper oil. If you've got, uh, you know, a regular engine, um, this is going to apply. And, and unfortunately, the cold weather does reduce the oil's effectiveness. And in some cases, you may even need to change the oil and have a totally different type of oil put in, um, depending on where you are. So, you know, just remember that you want to think about the viscosity of the oil. That's the thickness 
dryness or thinness of the oil. Um, and, and the manual in your car, your owner's manual, will definitely have information on the proper viscosity levels for different climates. And then things like belts and hoses, cold temperatures definitely weaken your belts and your hoses. So you don't want to be in a situation where, you know, a key belt, you know, breaks and you're in, you know, a long way from home or a long way from a, a mechanic. Um, so you want to check those for any wear and tear periodically and make sure that you've got them replaced if needed. So those are some key things. You mentioned snow tires. You know, that, that may be overkill for a lot of people, but if you are in a climate um, that, you know, you, you think it's going to snow or you definitely know you're going to the mountains, that's a, a really smart thing to do is to, is to have a set of snow tires and even if you don't choose to put snow tires on your car, you do want to check the tire pressure of your regular tires. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that the cold weather actually causes the tire pressure to go down. So you want to make sure that they are properly inflated during the cold weather. If you're not properly inflated, that means that the tires are not going to grip the road as well as they could so, again, your uh, manual probably has some good information there on tire pressure, and you want to check that before you head out on the road. Well, this is all good stuff from Laura Adams, a safety and education analyst at driversed.com. I'm looking on the tab of the uh, website as far as winterizing your car. Is your car winter road ready? There's uh, eight rules for safe driving this winter. Keep your windows and windshield clear. Don't use cruise control. Use low beams. Uh, go slow. You know, Don't slam on the brakes. Uh, and a couple other rules as well. You can check it out, driversed.com. So that was kind of the winterizing your car uh, help session there. But what about as far as like the actual drivers themselves? And, and I guess I got into it for a second there as far as driving tips but um what would you recommend to drivers who are driving in cold weather or icy or snowy conditions uh in terms of the way they actually drive themselves not just uh, you know what they have the car fitted for yeah, for our behavior during the winter, I think it's really wise just to make sure you allow yourself plenty of time to get to your destination. Accidents tend to happen when we're rushed and we're, you know, just not focused on our surroundings. We're, we're thinking about, oh, my gosh, I'm late for work or I'm late to this event. So give yourself plenty of time and also give yourself plenty of space between the other vehicles on the road. So if there is any ice at all, or you're driving in sleet, um, you know, even heavy rain that you think could freeze, you want to give yourself extra time when you're braking and thinking about the fact that, yeah, your car could could slide a little. You could get into a situation where you feel out of control. So give yourself space to, to deal with that. Um, you know, and also uh, think about having plenty of battery on your phone or even traveling with an extra battery for your phone so that if you did get into a situation like an accident um, or you found yourself, uh, you know, within a vehicle that's not performing properly, you've got plenty of battery to call help. Um, so I'd say be prepared in terms of having your phone with you, giving yourself extra time, giving yourself extra space on the road, um, and, and really just slowing down. You know, I, I, this time of year, as you mentioned, we're through the, the main rush of the holiday season, but, you know, we get back to work, we're kind of back in the swing of things, and we start to get stressed out again. You know, try to take some of that holiday peace of mind into your every day and, and take that into your driving. Uh, you know, people just get way too worked up and, and upset on the road. If you can sort of control your emotions and stay calm while you're driving, let other people be the ones <laughs> to have, have road rage and go, crazy you stay calm and in control and, and you know you're going to definitely be the wiser for it there you go take a jacuzzi at night you know de-stress <laughs> in whatever way uh you go ahead about doing that and then for teens as we kind of transition to that category that's obviously 
uh, you know, so, an insurance uh, person's worst nightmare, I, th- I would think anyway, is just teens who are just learning to drive and they're behind the wheel. And I know a lot of parents out there who are listening probably want to hear about, you know, what in what best way can we instruct our teen to be safe on the road? Of course, anyone who's 16 or 17 these days grew up with a smartphone. I didn't. I had, a, you know, I had the old school flip phone back in the day, but pretty much anyone who's a teen now grew up with an iPad in their hand or, or a smartphone. So I imagine that, uh, you know, putting cell phones away is obviously one of the best prevention methods for a teen driver um what are some other in addition to that uh, maybe you can reflect on that uh, safety precaution but what are some other tips that parents who are listening or even teens themselves who are listening uh should take when it comes to driving uh for those folks as you mentioned, it's not just young drivers that are really at fault when it comes to being distracted with devices. Um, a driversed.com study found that 54% say they're texting, you know, while they are at a red light, you know, even reading, um, uh, doing, doing just a variety of really bad things while they're stuck in traffic. And, and overall, 73% have said, yeah, I'm reading text behind the wheel. 54% said they're typing text behind the wheel. We even found that 8% of people admitted to watching YouTube videos while they were driving. What? YouTube videos while they were driving? (laughs) Yes. How does that happen? I know. 4% said they're watching Netflix programming while they're driving. So, you know, and these are the folks that are admitting what they're doing. So these are probably pretty conservative numbers. So I think the bottom line when we're talking about teen drivers is really making sure they have the education to understand that it is truly dangerous. And, you know, if they haven't driven before and they don't realize that just taking your eyes off the road for just a few seconds can be deadly. Uh, If they don't understand that, then they really need the education, um, maybe some extra education. A lot of times mom and dad think they're the right people to be giving the driving lessons for a young driver, and and certainly I think parents should be involved. But in a lot of cases, you really can benefit from a third party giving those lessons because they're going to talk about the things like distracted driving and, and devices. And so when they hear that from somebody other than mom and dad, I think it will begin to sink in a little bit more. So education for teens is key. And then I think really um, asking them, you know, asking them to promise and even sign some type of agreement with you that says, you know, when you get in the car, you can have your phone, but you're going to put it in the glove box. Or, you know, you're not going to respond to texts and calls until you get to your destination. In a lot of cases, teens tell us that they're on the phone because mom and dad are calling them and texting them, wanting to know where they are. So as a parent, set the expectation that the teen does not need to immediately respond, that they need to get to a safe place, a legal stop before they respond. Um, So all of these things can, you know, really come down to the education that the parents give kids, the formal education, um, the the conversations that they have, and also being aware that the fewer number of people in the car with the teen, the better. So statistics show that as teens drive with more people, more peers in the vehicle, they tend to get into more accidents. So, um, you know, not just the phones uh, are at fault here. It's really conversations with other kids, eating while driving, you know, putting on makeup, all of these things are, are really dangerous distractions for young people. Yeah, just tell tell the, the daughter or son that last episode of The Office can wait till you get home. You don't have to net Netflix stream it on your way to school, watch it on the lunch break. That's that's crazy, that Netflix uh, statistic that you gave. But no, I think those are all uh, kind of good good tips there. And, and teens driving at school is another big one, or driving to school or leaving on the lunch break with friends uh, You know, is another scenario where maybe aggressive driving happens or careless driving happens what can you kind of tell us as far as uh, you know tips and tactics for 
students who are driving to school, probably specifically high school, but maybe, you know, maybe college as well if you have a car on campus. Um, and safest ways to arrive to school, safest ways to leave school. And then, you know, if you're on your lunch break with a couple buddies, just different uh, kind of caution tips to take. I saw on the website driversed.com there's seven types of late personalities, which I thought was pretty funny um, that maybe you can explain a little bit. But just, yeah, overall, just kind of tips getting to and from school for teens and then for parents to give to their teens. Yeah, so teens are notorious for being late, right, and, and you know, leaving too late in the morning for school. So I think um, leaving plenty of time, if parents can sort of help kids get that ingrained habit that, you know, if you arrive on time, you're already 10 minutes late, you know, thinking about being early, trying to uh, give them plenty of time in the morning. So that's going to help them. If Again, being rushed on the road is one of the worst things that we can do as drivers. And then if you are picking up friends or giving uh, friends, rides to school, either in the morning or home or, or, you know, going out at lunch, you really do have to remember that as a teen driver, you're in control, you know, and if there's activity going on in the car that you don't approve of or the music's too loud or there are too many people talking to you, you really just need to say, hey, I need um, some quiet here before we get to the destination. Can you all just hang on? Let's, you know, pick this back up when we get where we're going. Um, And especially for teens that are driving in situations where they're not used to. So going to new destinations, taking roads that they've never taken before. If you can take a road to school that you're familiar with every day, you know, hopefully that will help you um, be a better driver. But at the same time, it can also make you complacent and it can also make you feel, you know, sort of safe where you just tune out uh, the road and the surroundings. So you have to make sure that you really are focused and tuned in, looking at your surroundings, um, using mirrors, all of those basic driving tips, really, really have to apply to teens because there's a very steep learning curve there, which is why the insurance rates for teen drivers is so high. So, um, you know, another thing, if teens can keep their grades up, that will help mom and dad get lower rates on their insurance. Uh, There is something called a good student discount. This applies to high school kids as well as kids who are in college that are on mom and dad's insurance plan. So if you can prove a B average or better, most insurance companies will give you a discount. That's something a lot of parents overlook. Um, So don't you know, don't waste that opportunity to save some money if, you're, if your child is a good student. And if they're not, you know, that's an incentive to encourage them to get their grades up so that they yeah. can <laughs> make insurance more affordable for mom and dad. Yeah. This is Laura Adams joining us from driversed.com based out in Austin, Texas, just giving us some good uh, tips, whether it's the holiday season or not, for any any driver out there, period, no matter the demographic. Uh, the holidays are, you know, more or less over, but you know, we, you know, we had the holiday work parties and uh, Christmas time, and now it's January. Maybe roads are still icy. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, drinking and driving around the holidays uh, and in general. Like I mentioned earlier, maybe it's slightly more applicable during the holiday season, but I think it's uh, still a, a good topic to hit on. And I was reading the uh, driversed.com tab about the uh, survey and needing to show more, more caution uh, on the road during the holiday season. 49% of people who were surveyed admitted that they've dr- driven after having one or more drinks. And 23% of Americans admit that they drink more alcohol during the holiday season than they do uh, at other times of the year in general. So but according to, to hard data and research, people are drinking and driving more around this time of year than they would be at other times of the year. Just the best way to handle that whole situation, would you say, you know, is that is the best solution to order a car service like an Uber or a Lyft or just schedule out a friend picking you up in advance or what's kind of the best way to combat drinking and driving? 
Yeah, I do think that using ride-sharing services is a great solution. If that's an option for you, um, you know, if not, carpooling is definitely great. I would think, you know, erring on the side of caution. If you're not sure that you're going to be drinking, um, you know, maybe just say, well, I'm going to go ahead and get the car just in case. You know, erring on the side of caution is always wise. Making sure that if you are going to drive to and from a party that you've got something in your stomach, that you were able to eat something ahead of time. Don't assume that there will be food wherever you're going. You know, maybe there will, but uh, maybe if you have some food ahead of time, that can help you uh, process uh, a drink or two while you're there. You can also meter your drinking. Maybe say, okay, you know, knowing your history and, and your, this is going to depend on your weight, you know, and your, uh, your, your height and all of those things, how well you tolerate alcohol, but maybe saying, okay, I'm only going to have one drink uh, per hour or, you know, one or two drinks the entire evening and I'm going to wait to drive home, you know, an hour after I've had my last drink. Um, trying to think about ways to just make sure that, that you are road ready when you leave. Um, but I love taking ride sharing services. I just think it's, um, you know, amazing that they're, they're, they're just everywhere and they're so available. So um, that's definitely something I would consider. Um, and maybe even just staying overnight. If you're at a friend's house or family member, just say, you know, hey, I'm, I'm going to just crash on your couch tonight if that's okay with you, you know. And for most people, that would be a, a fine solution for them. They wouldn't have any problem with you staying over. So kind of know the situation. Try to think about what is the situation I'm going into. What is my exit strategy? Always have a plan for leaving before you go. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. Automated driving cars are the future, but they're not the present. So definitely need kind of that backup plan uh, when you know you're going to be out drinking and driving as we talk with Laura Adams of Driver's Ed dot com to get different safety tips and prevention methods whether that's the winter season or if you're going out to have a fun time with your friends or teen safety in general and then here's the big one is distracted driving and i saved this for last because um, i think it's you know one of the most important all of these are very important but distracted driving is so relevant in this day and age with smartphones and social media and you mentioned a stat earlier about i think it was four percent of people admitted to watching netflix while driving nine percent watching youtube while driving uh, another study here on your guys' website says 41% of drivers admit to reading texts while stuck in traffic, and 11% of them said they have texted while moving in traffic. Uh, I can come clean and say that I've definitely read texts while I've been in traffic as well. Certainly try to uh, avoid texting and driving, but if a if a text comes and it's near my lap and I can and I'm completely stopped, I'll glance down at it every now and then. What is the what what, just what are your thoughts on distracted driving in general in this day and age where we're getting notifications on smartphones and uh, you know social media is popping up everywhere and what's the best way to kind of prevent distracted driving when it comes to to texting or making calls? Yeah, this is really I think probably the peak of distracted driving right now. We have just so many different types of distractions when we're driving due to technology. And it's not even just phones. It's a lot of the technology that's built into our vehicles. Um, so don't think that if you're using a phone because you've got a hands-free device, you know, you're working through Bluetooth, if you're texting, let's say voice-activated texting, you, you think, well, I'm just, it's okay because I'm doing this hands-free. Remember that your brain is still distracted. When you're on the phone or you're thinking about a text, that's a part of your focus and concentration that is not on the road. That's the problem. So think about how, you know, you can get to a, a destination and, and really not even remember driving there. Um, you know, that is going to happen more and more if you are thinking about a conversation while you're driving, you're thinking about a text. Um, so that is, I think, a bit of a myth that 
well, I'm hands-free, so I'm safe, I'm fine, I can really do whatever my car's technology will allow me to do. But I would say that's a, a really false sense of security. You really are still just as distracted, and, and study after study has shown you are just at risk, uh, no matter if you're holding a phone in your hand and talking into it or if you're on a hands-free device. So really just minimize those conversations, those texts, any of those interactions with technology as much as possible. Okay. And I guess it's I guess it's easier said than done maybe when you're trying to tell that to a teenager or a young person, but it's it's you know, it's sad that that we lose lives to texting and driving. Um I, I don't know if it's every day, but certainly often uh, as far as distracted driving goes. Um all right, well cool, Laura. I really appreciate your time and your information. Is there anything else that maybe you'd like to throw out there or anything that I didn't uh hit on or uh, just any any follow-ups or anything like that or places for people to go again driversed.com is the website uh, to check out all this information but is there any anything else we should sneak in here yeah, I think this has all been really great topics, and I, I would just encourage people to think about one good habit that they can begin in the new year when it comes to their driving, or maybe even one bad habit to drop. If you can just say, okay, I'm not going to respond to text, or I'm not going to touch my phone while I'm driving this year, um, just one thing that you can do to move yourself towards safer driving is going to make your your life, your wallet much happier, everybody around you, you know, will definitely be in a better situation. So I, I would encourage folks to take that challenge this year. Cool. All right, Laura Adams from driversed.com. You can follow her on Twitter at Laura Adams and check out her website as well. Thanks for being here and thanks for what you do. And man, enjoy Austin, Texas out there. And thanks for joining us here in Portland. Thanks so much. It's been my pleasure. We were talking today with Laura Adams from driversed.com. Metroscope is an Intercom Portland Public Affairs program. I'm Preston Highfield. If you're involved with a nonprofit or public affairs organization, or if you have an idea for an upcoming show, I'd like to hear from you. Visit MetroscopePDX.com and submit your ideas. You can also go to this station's website and submit your information there. Thanks for listening to Metroscope and enjoy the rest of your weekend.